Hey, what's up sales girls, Macy McNeely here. And I'm so excited to bring you this message about um, really feeling alone in business and how to navigate the either lack of support or the active non-support that you might be getting when it comes to entrepreneurship. And I really wanted to do this video because I have been coaching so many people lately and that has been such a common theme. In fact, I just had, um, I hosted a sell your offer challenge and, um, it's a challenge that we do every month and I cannot recommend it enough. There's information about it in the description below. Um, but I had a VIP student and, uh, through the VIP coaching, she opened up about the support she thought she would get and how hard it was to realize that that was not only not the case, but also like very much so the opposite. The loved ones that she had was were questioning her so much. Can you do this? Is this worth it? Are you sure? It's really risky. You should go back to where it's safe. And her eyes were just welling up with emotion. And the whole Zoom room was just nodding, like their heads were about to fall off. And other people started to get emotional. And I could absolutely relate. I have been there. I've been in business for seven years. We have a multi-million dollar company and I've, I've felt it all. And I am definitely on the other side of that. And so I want to talk a little bit about um, how you can navigate that as well. And this is going to be part one of part two of this series. I think it's so easy for women to think about they want to serve and it's really important to them. And yes, absolutely. We do want to serve and we want to be compensated for our work and really being able to do both beautifully and effortlessly and in a way that's enjoyable is so, so important. We've trained over 2000 sales girls in our work over the last seven years. And we're so excited to be able to offer, uh, you know, as much support as we possibly can. So when it comes to other people not supporting you, like you thought that they would, you're, it, it always seems to be like the ones that you love the most, um, the ones that you would expect the most support from. I just want to reveal in this part one of the video of things that they might be thinking because their brain, all of our brains are created in a very specific way uh, to do three things. And when reactions come that are unexpected, I want you to remember what your brain is wired to do and where that might be coming from. So our brain is wired to do three things. Number one, to keep you safe. Number two, to experience pleasure. And number three, for things to be easy so you can conserve energy. So think about this, right? When something needs to be safe, what it actually does is, is highlight danger. So if you watch the news, you're kind of glued to it. It's always giving you the dangerous, 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 dangerous thing so that you can watch it and know what to stay away from. I don't know if you've ever walked into a party and uh, you know, maybe you're a mom and you have a, a newer child, especially if you have a baby. Like one of the first things I notice is when a stairwell is not gated. And most people probably wouldn't even notice that, but my brain instantly, it's like a spotlight on this opening of where someone could potentially get hurt. And so just notice, like when you notice like things that are dangerous, I want you to just know like, oh, that's my brain showing me how to stay safe. And then of course, pleasure. Like next time you again, walk into a birthday party, like maybe you see the cake right away. It's like from the heavens above, light shines down on it. It's like, oh, there's the cake because your brain is like that's pleasurable that's pleasurable and third is to conserve energy for things to be easy i mean think about it you know back in the cave days you really didn't know when your next meal was going to be and so your brain wanted you to be able to conserve as much energy and calories as possible to 
stay alive. So let's go back to the party example. Why not? Let's say you walk into a party and it's a healthy mixture of people that you already know and the people that you don't know. You might notice way more all the people that you don't know. And your brain is saying, oh, that's going to take a lot more energy to have to talk to them and get to know them. Like, let's not go to them. Let's go and look for the people that you already do know. So when you are starting a new endeavor and you're kind of doing something that's out of the ordinary, the people that you love will quite literally look at you and your brain, their brain will go off and say, oh my gosh, it's dangerous. It's dangerous. I have it written right here because I want you to be able to see it. If this is what they think, okay? What they are thinking when they see you go out on your own, they are thinking, oh no, it's dangerous. It's scary out there. Like, I want you to really think about like a tribe of elephants just to take this totally to the, to a different example. But let's say there's a tribe of elephants and one of the elephants says, hey, I'm going to go hunt for some food, which is kind of what you're doing when you're selling. I'm going to go hunt. The elephants are like, wait, it's dark. You might lose us. There's lions. There's tigers. We might never see you again. No, 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 no. Go, don't go do something different than what we all do. And I want you to notice that the, those comments of, Hey, are you sure about this? This is kind of risky. Those come up when you actually are selling what you do versus the hobby that you have. A lot of times what we end up creating as a business can start as a hobby. Um, it could be, uh, like knitting, for example, it's a hobby and everyone's like, Oh, it's so great. I love that you like found a hobby. It's so sweet. But then the second, the absolute second that you think about selling it, all of a sudden you're putting yourself in harm's way in quotes to other people, right? And think about your loved ones. They're like, oh no, you might feel rejection. Oh no, people might say no. Oh no, you might put a lot of energy into it and then nothing comes of it. Oh, I don't want you to experience that. And what's interesting is your brain has probably already gone through this, right? Like you've already thought, yeah, I'm probably gonna put myself in harm's way here. I might get rejected. I might be embarrassed. I might feel like I'm failing. And hopefully up to this point, you've already kind of decided I'm willing to feel that, right? I'm willing to feel rejection. I'm really willing to feel like this is hard and, and that it's sticky and that I'm learning things and it's challenging. I'm willing, you've already made that commitment and that decision and you've chosen to move forward. And so when these new comments come up, your brain is like, wait, 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 did I make this decision already? Is this right? Why aren't they? And it starts circling and looping all over again. So when this happens, I just want to remind you that they are telling you things that you've already kind of negotiated with yourself and you can simply look at them and smile with love and say, thank you so much for trying to keep me safe. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to keep moving. I'm going to keep moving and you love them no matter what. The second thing that they are thinking when you go off into your own world and you decide to do something new and different is they're leaving our tribe. They're leaving our tribe. We are tribal people. We're actually not created to be individuals, right? Like when you leave a tribe, so to speak, you are going into uncharted territory where you have nothing to compare yourself to and knowing how to act. It's so interesting. I live in this neighborhood where um, almost all the houses landscaping looks like identical. And you probably are experiencing this in your neighborhood as well. And there's not like an HOA specific rule that you have to have hedges and you have to have these flowers and you have to have it look like this. 
everyone just kind of does similar things because they look at each other to know how to behave. And so when you are behaving differently than your tribe, your tribe says, whoa, 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 you're not doing what we are all doing. And so you notice that, you know, the people that you spend the most time with y'all are probably very, very similar. And when you start doing something different, it honestly makes them uncomfortable just as much as it's probably making you uncomfortable. And that's okay. That is okay. Sales girls are willing to go first. We're willing to go first. And one thing that can be super helpful for you is to know that like there, you're not going out into the wilderness by yourself. You're just kind of expanding your tribe and experiencing an additional tribe. In part two, I'm going to talk about exactly what that tribe is and how to find that new tribe. Um, because I think that's really, really important. Um, but I, I think it's really helpful for you to have kind of questions to prompt the people that you love that are questioning you. Um, and really just to ask them, Hey, I have a question for you. You know, if you knew for a fact, if you knew for a fact that everything would work out, if you knew for a fact that this would go so well and I would experience so much growth and involvement and I would have successful, like, what would you be thinking? What would you think about it then? It's interesting about the future um, because a lot of people, if you're watching this, you likely are a future thinker, but a lot of people don't think about the future that often. I actually just went on a work trip with my husband. We went to Laguna Beach. It was so gorgeous. The weather was so perfect. I just couldn't believe our lives in the moment. I was working on the trip. He obviously was working. We were just kind of doing our thing, going out to dinner. And, and I just kind of looked at him at dinner. And I said, did you ever think in a million years that this would be your life? And he said, honestly, I did not think about the future at all until like a couple of years ago. That's what he said. And I was like, really? He's like, yeah, I didn't know how. I didn't know how to think about the future. And it makes sense because the future only exists in your mind, right? And so you can think about the future, you know, however far in advance as you want. Most people are thinking about tomorrow and that's it. Uh, but you know, some people, when they think about the future, they either have a bad imagination or they have like a positive imagination and you can pick whichever future you want to pick. And likely if people aren't used to thinking about the future and practicing thinking about the future, well, they will slide into the negative part of it. That's no problem. They're just not used to it and that's okay. And that's why, um, you know, it can be easy for people who don't know how to think about the future in a positive way to slip into the good old days, right? And how it's always been. And, oh, I wish we could go back to how it used to be. That's like kind of where they live full time, which is crazy. And, and there are people who simply just don't um, have that visionary characteristic about them. Think about the word visionary. They literally think about the future and they have visions of the future regularly and then they walk towards it. And not everybody is a visionary, right? There has to be implementers that go with the visionary. If there's a visionary without an implementer, the vision never comes to life. So not everyone is meant to be able to do that and have that skill, and that's okay. If you are someone who is a visionary, who thinks about the future often and has a dream and sees it clearly and wants to walk towards it, that is a beautiful gift. It's a beautiful characteristic, and you need to walk what I like to call walk towards the music. Not everybody has that, and that is okay. The third thing that people might be thinking potentially is this. They might be asking themselves this question and it's so subconscious. They don't even know that it's probably happening, but the question is what if they succeed? 
what if they succeed? And what they're actually asking here is like, if they succeed, does that mean that I could have succeeded if I went for it? Everybody, in my opinion, has, I, I say everybody, it's really most of us. Most of us have two lives. We have the life that we live and the life that is unlived. And those two lives, what's in between them is just resistance. Every unmet goal, every dream that was never pursued, every vision that was never acted upon, that is your unlived life versus the life that you live. And like I said, the difference is just pushing through resistance, pushing through the discomfort, willing to experience you know, harm, putting yourself in harm's way and experience emotions that most people are absolutely terrified to even consider feeling. And you might be a reflection of, you might be a reflection of what could be possible for them that they never got to experience or haven't experienced yet. And the way I would encourage you to think about this is that you get to pursue your dream. You get to keep walking with your head held high and be an example of what could be possible for them. Because remember, I talked about us being tribal and sometimes the person in in this tribe, for the tribe to be able to change, it takes that one person to go first. That doesn't mean you're leaving people. It means that they're probably going to follow you because people do follow people very easily, but it just takes one person to go first. And in part two, I want to talk about what you can think about what they're thinking. Uh, This is kind of the breakdown of how our brains work and why it's causing so much kind of tension in them. And they almost can't help themselves but to tell it to you. And the best news is, is you don't have to change them. You don't have to ask anything of them. You don't have to beg for their support or need their support or need their words of encouragement to move forward. You can simply know where this is coming from and know exactly how to think and how to feel in order to keep moving forward and to maintain that beautiful relationship. So subscribe for part two and I can't wait to see you there.